On today's show, we'll go over some key ages to consider in retirement planning process. Given that there have been more changes with the Secure Act 2.0, there are a few amendments you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joining me today, as usual, Joseph Lanza. Joseph is a fiduciary working at Retirement Wealth with Eric Carney. Eric is not here today. He's off on a secret mission. Mission. <laughs> but joining <laughs> us as well, Donna Crone. Uh, she's a CFP. She's a behavioral finance advisor and so much more. An integral part of the team at Retirement Wealth. Hi, Donna. How are you? I'm great, Steve. How are you? Very, very well. Thanks, Joseph. All is well uh, on the home front there? I'm doing great, Steve. Okay, good, good, good to know. The um, you know you talked about uh, the milestone ages of, of kind of and and again we're going to get to those, but I do think we were just talking before the show about you know we kind of want to get a feel for what really is going on out there, and I'll, I'll be mm-hmm. curious to get your reaction. So I've got a couple of pieces of sound here. One is from Peter Schiff. He's an economist. You probably are familiar with him. Right. He's a he's 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 not terribly optimistic about things. And by contrast, then we've got One United Bank CEO Kevin Cohen from Squawk on the Street, he is talking about, uh, well, the economy as well. Let's listen to him and I'll get your reaction. Well, I think people are underestimating just how bad the news is going to get. First of all, a lot of people think that inflation is going to come down. It's not. I think the decline is what's transitory. I think we're going to be making new year-over-year highs in inflation before the end of the year. And the recession that everybody denies exists is actually going to get worse. So we're going to have a weaker economy and stronger inflation. And the markets are not expecting that, and neither is the Fed. I believe the key is to be calm right now and to realize that, that, that although we have some challenges, we have a bright future ahead of us. And to just not panic, study your positions carefully, and stick with what you believe in. It's also a time of opportunity. I mean, prices are down, and when prices are down, this is the time to buy. So I think this is the time to take advantage of opportunity. Joseph, Donna, I mean, this. Uh, there are some definitely contrasting viewpoints there. What do you think? Where do you where do you weigh in, Joseph? Yeah, two very different viewpoints, right? And I think the first one kind of goes to show the general media's kind of concern in the way that they report news um, about, and it's really inciting panic and fear, right? I mean, you can let anybody listen to that and it's like, what, really? And then you hear the second one and it's a lot more calm and talks about studying your position. So to, in the first, in the first sound clip to Peter's point, about you know the inflation not being down we're seeing month over month inflation going down right we're yes. back down to 6.5% and we're hoping to see that continue going down back in december it was the lowest home sales of home sales since 2010 right because interest rates are going through the roof they're bringing home sales way down and this is a trickle effect in the economy so what this does is it brings down building permits it's going to bring down housing starts and what that really does and what the Fed wants that to do is lower inflation, right? Everybody was talking about before where the Fed is risking to take a hit on the economy in order to bring down inflation, right? It's almost like they have an inverse relationship. Whereas we hear in that first soundbite where he's saying, well, the economy is just going to keep getting worse and inflation is going to keep getting worse, right? So it's it's like inciting fear. Right. Um, I think a lot of people, we've reached this point, a lot of people kind of fail to forget that last year, the S&P 500 was down 20%. Right. We've taken a big hit on the market already, and people think we're just going to keep taking these massive hits. But the thing is, is 
what the Fed is doing is working, right? They want inflation to go down. Inflation is going down. And they want people to stop buying homes. People are st starting to stop buying homes to bring down that inflation. And I also want to make a point, too, because a lot of companies are coming out and starting to announce layoffs. Oh, and a yeah, lot of people. Right. So a lot of people start to fear this and say, OK, well, this is the, the start of the recession. Well, the market moves a lot quicker than the economy itself. And we've seen this in 2020 and March of 2020. Right. March of 2020 was like the peak of bad news as, as much bad news as you could possibly get. Oh, yeah. And that's when the market bottomed and then, and then quickly turned around. And April 1st, you saw the market starting to swing way back up. I mean, we're talking weeks Right. Whereas the economy, you know, things were shutting down. Things, some places were shut down for a year, over a year with the lockdown and they weren't able to open. Yet the stock market started to take off because it completely dislocated itself from the actual economy itself. So the same exact thing can happen here. And when companies normally come out and say that they are starting to actually lay off workers, that's normally the last move that a company will make when they're in a downturn, meaning laying off workers is normally the last part of their getting rid of expenses, right? It's the last thing that they want to do. They first start to cut incentives that employees get. They start to cut the vacations. They start to cut the office spend. But once they actually start to lay off workers, it's like the last piece of the puzzle of them saying, okay, here's the last thing we need to do in order to move forward. So I have some numbers here. Microsoft is laying off 10,000 workers. Amazon, 18,000. Google, 12,000. And I think a lot of this started actually when, you know, everybody knows Elon Musk bought Twitter and there was a big story about how he went in and said, hey, what do you do? And the person couldn't really give him a solid answer. And so he started going through and realizing, why are we employing all these people? And a lot of tech companies fall into this of, why are we employing all these people who can't even tell me what they do? Like, oh, I answer a couple emails and do this and do that. And it's like, you're getting 75 grand a year to, to sit around? And so I think a lot of these other tech companies, now that the sales might be tightening up a little bit, are starting to do the same. And when you really start to think about it, if Microsoft lays off 10,000 workers and each one of those workers is earning an average of $80,000, that's $800 million that's getting added to Microsoft's bottom line. Wow. Not, not okay. their revenue I because this is an expense. So their bottom line here. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting to think about it that way, Joseph. I mean, that you make a great point. Right. And I think that this is the way that people have to look at it, because this is how Eric and I and even Donna as money managers, we go and dissect a company and start to look at all their financials. So when I hear that Microsoft is laying off these workers and I see that their sales are still there, I'm excited because I'm like, oh, wow, their bottom line profit just became so much higher in all of these companies. So. Moving forward, I think a lot of these companies were looking and seeing, okay, if sales do start to slip because consumer spending does go down, well, we need to lay off these workers in order to make sure that we're still profitable for our shareholders. Okay, wow. That's, a, that's an interesting observation, and I like your take on that, Joseph. And, and you know, the, the, so what's, what uh, Kevin Cohey was saying uh, at the end of his clip talking about now's the time to buy, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity in there. I mean, take Amazon, for example, at their high in 2022, beginning of the year, I think it was late, even late 2021, they were $188 stock when you factor in the, in the split. And now they're less than $100. Wow. And I mean, we're talking about Amazon here, right? This isn't yeah. some small cap company who's like just a startup who just lost 50% of its value, right. right? This is Amazon. And also, if we take a look at, you know, the Fed 
The Fed has said that they want to raise the rates two more times in the last one being May. Now, if that sticks to being true, who knows, right? They could pivot and move. But if we take a look at history, every time that the Fed has paused rates in the past, the S&P sees an average rate of return of 14% after they start to pause rates the next 12 months. Wow. And, and we've talked about after an economy comes out of a recession, stocks see an average rate of return of 24.5% in those past 12 months, in the next 12 months. So there's a lot of things lining up here that I think people should not be panicking and moving their whole accounts into cash, but rather taking a look and seeing, okay, I have a lot of opportunity here. It's all about perspective. It is really, truly. And again, these are the kinds of conversations that you have with people, uh, you know, with your clients. I'm sure you're having them regularly. Yeah, you, you have to, right? Because I mean, people want to, and this is the other thing, people want to see strategy in their accounts. When we have a huge downturn like this in the market, you know, you should be able to hold your advisor accountable. What value are you bringing to your client in order to have them pay that fee or however you're getting compensated for them. What are you doing in the accounts as the advisor in order for that to happen? So you need to be taking advantage of this and explaining and educating to the client what's going on in the account, what looks good out there, and you know what, what the next moves for the portfolio should be. Sure. And, uh, okay, 800-779-1942, that's the number you can call. Now, you alluded uh, at the beginning, Joseph, that we were going to talk about some specific milestones that we can hit and how Secure Act 2.0 has changed some of those. I'm not sure going to have enough time to get through all of them, but let's hit the highlights. Well, great, Steve. Um, yeah, there are de there are definitely been some changes uh, related to the Secure Act 2.0, which just passed at the end of December, that do affect specifically uh, RMD ages as well as the uh, catch-up contributions you can make. Okay. So backing up a little bit, starting at age 50, you can now uh, do catch-up contributions to both IRAs and Roth IRAs as well as 401ks, but the amount that you can put in is vastly different. So for an IRA or a Roth IRA, it's still $1,000 additional per year once you turn 50, but for a 401k, it's now $7,500 a year. So the maximum employee contribution for a 401k is $22,500 for 2023. But if you're over 50 or older or will be turning 50 this year, you can then contribute an additional $7,500 to bring the total employee contribution up to $30,000. That's really a lot of money to be saving. It is a lot of money to be saving, and it, and it will have a drastic impact on retirement outcomes as we move forward. Um, another significant change uh, has to do with the catch-up ages. There's an additional catch-up if you are between the ages of 60 and 63. And so, I, like I just mentioned, if you're over 50, you can put an additional 7500 into your 401k. But if you're between the ages of 60 and 63, that actually goes up to $10,000 or 50% more than the regular catch-up. And it's indexed for inflation starting in 2025. And that's the key with the Secure Act 2.0 is that this change, the increase in your contribution between the ages of 60 and 63, does not actually go into effect until the year 2025. All right, good to know. And again, on that note, we are up against the clock. Uh, so let's go ahead and invite folks to call right now and we'll continue the conversation on the other side. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. 
What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Sounds great, Joseph. Folks, do give us a call, 800-779-1942. Grab a spot on the calendar before they're all gone today. It's a great opportunity for you to get a true practical financial review. Now is the time. If things feel a little uneasy, yeah, get that second set of eyes on your plan and see if you are where you need to be or where you want to be. It's a comprehensive financial review and you'll see where you are now yes but it's also a roadmap that'll help guide you to help get you to where you need to be in retirement 800-779-1942 800-779-1942 quick break we're coming back a whole lot more right here on wealthworks radio after this next up on wealthworks radio tax filing season is heating up this week we'll highlight five ways taxes could potentially take a bite out of your retirement savings we'll offer some tips to help retirees navigate through tax season Welcome back, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. With us today, Joseph Lanza. Joseph is an independent fiduciary at Retirement Wealth. And alongside him, we have Donna Crone. She is a behavioral finance advisor. You are, But you both are just an integral part of the team at Retirement Wealth. Eric has certainly done a good job of finding really good people. Yeah, I like to think so, right? I mean, he kind of he kind of placed everybody and gave them their roles, and we all kind of melted together as one big work family. And I think the thing that I love most is that when we get to with, get together to go over somebody's case or different strategies, it's always so much fun. It's like we're all putting together a big puzzle, right? We got a big whiteboard out, and we're thinking, okay, so and so's this age. We need to do this, 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 and this. And then you know we start going down a rabbit hole, and then Donna's like, wait, you forgot about this? Do make sure you had that in there. And then oh, we can't forget about RMDs here. And you know it goes back and forth. And by the end of it, it's like we've you know crafted our own little puzzle baby, and we're like, okay, here's the perfect solution, you know, of what we've come up with. And it feels so good presenting that and educating the client when you're actually able to show them a solid solution or even multiple solutions and let them choose which one they feel is best for their situation. That's what I like too. You give us options and, and that's so important to be able to say, to be able to look at different scenarios the way you've laid them out and then we get to pick one we want. Yeah, you want to be able to present people different options and then give them different perspectives on what choosing that option is going to look like for them because you always need that third person perspective um, a lot of times especially in retirement it can be very overwhelming um, so you want to be able to lay everything out and make sure that they actually fully understand it before they go ahead and make that decision to move forward taxes that's what we're talking about that's what you teased us with at the beginning and uh, certainly is getting closer to tax well we are in tax filing season we don't have to file until april 18th but uh, so donna when we start talking about this uh, and taxes and tax strategies. And I know you play a big role here. So how can we, how do we minimize the taxes in terms of, of, you know, like an RMD, we take that out. That's a lot of money. We pay the taxes. Then what? Well, first of all, RMDs are any distribution from a qualified retirement account with the exception of Ross are taxed as ordinary income. They're okay. not taxed as capital gains. So that's, that's a big one there. And that's a, a misunderstanding that some people have. 
And I think, um, you know, we talk a lot about Roth conversions, um, but there's a lot of pieces here that people need to understand how they interact with each other. So you have your distributions from your IRAs, you have Social Security, um, and these both interact with Medicare. So whenever we're doing distributions, we're looking at a client's, you know, situation year over year, we have to be very mindful because we want to convert as much money as we can into, uh, you know, a tax-free vehicle like a Roth IRA. But in doing so, we have to be very mindful of the impact that has to uh, Social Security, both to the um, earned income reduction if they're still working and taking Social Security. Mm-hmm. We have to factor in uh, how that affects the Medicare tiers because your Medicare tiers are tied directly to your income, to your adjusted gross income. So if we were to do, for example, a Roth conversion, we need to keep it so that there's no big tax surprises uh, later on. And here's the other caveat to that. Medicare premiums are delayed two years. So when you're doing your 2022 taxes, that is going to be the number that drives your 2024 Medicare premium. Ooh, boy, that's yeah. something that not everybody's aware of either. Exactly, exactly. So as as Joseph was alluding to earlier, you know, when we get together and we sit down with a client or we're going over a case together, these are all those little pieces that have to fit in together. And then on top of all of that, when we factor in all the income, it also drives the percentage of your Social Security benefit that is taxable. So it's either 0, 50% or 85%. The majority of our clients are going to fall in the 85% and they're not being taxed at 85%. It's 85% of their benefit is subject to taxation at their ordinary income tax rate. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And so as we start to get into this, um, how, how do we... Is there a way that we can get around that? And I, I don't mean by not paying taxes. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, can is that where a Roth conversion comes in? Because that's income, but it's not part of our, but it's not taxed. So it's not part of that, uh, the, uh, the provisional income, right? That's correct. So uh, once you convert over into a Roth, you can start taking distributions uh, and they're not taxed. They're, they're not included in your on your income taxes, taxable income. So that can really reduce down your your, your tax liability year over year. Um, the other piece that I was going to say to that is you asked, how can we get around that? And the way to get around that, Steve, is good, solid financial planning. Absolutely. 800-779-1942. If you'd like some help putting your plan together, that would be a great call to make right now. And so as we start looking at this, um, we're talking taxes, Social Security, um, you know, the distributions, tax brackets. So if I'm lucky enough to get a pension, do I have to worry about that being taxed? Yeah, normally pensions are fully taxable to the benefit of whoever's receiving that, normally because Money that is going into that pension is being funded by the employer, meaning you're not even putting your own money in there um, and the employer is putting it in there. So all those benefits will be taxable to you. And I do want to make a point back to the Roth conversion because we met with somebody not too long ago. um, This situation kind of stuck with me where, you know, they had well over a million dollars in IRA money between the two of them. However, they had plenty of income coming into them to cover their expenses. So they really didn't need that money that was coming from the IRA. Now, they took a long time to get a second opinion on what was going on with their finances because the investments were fine, so they figured they were fine. 
right? They were, they were satisfied with the investments. But when we started asking them how long they had been with their advisor for, it was quite some time, and there was never any mention of any type of Roth conversion. Now, they were both turning 73 this year, and they're like, what can we do for a Roth conversion? So it makes hmm. it a little tough because as you move into retirement, whenever you, you know, once you actually take a required minimum distribution, if you're doing a Roth conversion past 73, that doesn't count towards your required minimum distribution. Oh, meaning if you're if your required minimum distribution is $50,000 that year and you're like, I'm just going to convert, you know, $50,000 from my IRA to my Roth you still have to take another 50,000 out for your RMD. It <laughs> sure. needs to come to you. So when you kind of limit yourself to the, you know, we're still building a strategy for them and have come up with a solution in order to work out and lower their tax brackets. But my point is a lot of people hesitate to get a second opinion or to go see somebody else because they're happy with where they're at or their investments are fine or there's one piece of the puzzle that is working for them. But you really don't know what's out there until you truly look. So, Donna, is there a time where a Roth IRA conversion is not a good idea? Uh, there's many situations where it's actually not a good idea. The okay. first one that, that Joseph alluded to was your age. It's dependent on your age. Now, we can continue to do Roth conversions, um, you know, well beyond 73, uh, you know, that will reduce your RMD later in life, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, it's going to be age dependent. Uh, Roth conversions, uh, the biggest factor that I see with Roth conversions are other sources of income. Because when we do a conversion, we're actually taking a distribution from the qualified account, you know, the IRA. So mm -hmm. we're taking a distribution that gets added to your income. So like I said, it can it can affect your Social Security benefit uh, depending on your age. It can affect your Medicare premium, and that's a big one because I've seen that come back and really catch a client off guard. Um, I have a situation with a client prior to them coming on board with us where they took a large distribution from their IRA to build a home a few years ago. Um, and then I got a phone call uh, December of last year. You know, they were very, very upset because they ended up in the highest Medicare tier. And they said, this is a mistake. What do we do? And I was able to explain to them, it actually was not a mistake. It has to do with this distribution you took several years ago. So as we start to look at this, are there some other things that uh, that we can do to, to help minimize taxes? Uh, I, and I know that overall plan is, is really where it starts. And I think for a lot of folks, they may have been doing this themselves all along. And then, you know, you get to be about 50 and you go, holy cow, I think I need some help here. Yeah, another one that I want to bring up is, especially with the, the passing of the Secure Act 2.0, is the Roth account and your 401k. A lot of people that come in, we always bring that up to them, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen it in there. Nobody's ever really talked to me. Well, now that the Secure Act 2.0 is out, the employer's match can actually start to go into that Roth account as well as the employee. So your um, contributions can start to go into that Roth account as well, whereas before, only the employer's contribution would go into a 401k, yours would go into the Roth. So now you can talk about putting away a substantial amount of money into that Roth 401k every year. Well, there's yeah. also, yeah, and there's also an income uh, a limit with that. So if you earn $145,000 or more, the employer actually has to put it into the Roth IRA. Okay. Their their right. their contribution, which is definitely a pro. As a pro, yeah. I, mean, I know Steve, we talked about you know last week and the week before, you know pros and cons with the Secure Act 2.0 versus sure. the original Secure Act, and we talked about how this one has a lot more of the pro side. 
And this is a prime example, right? I mean, Roth accounts where now if you're over 50 years old, you're able to put close to 30 grand just yourself into that Roth account. Holy that's, cow. That's huge, that's right? That's really so, motivating right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, again, we are up against the clock. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call. We'll take a break, come back and continue. Sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away complimentary with no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. That sounds fantastic, folks. Give us a call. It's 800-779-1942. That will get you started. It's a practical financial review, and it's a phone call away. 800-779-1942. You're going to have a roadmap to walk the, when you walk out the door that will help guide you to help get you to where you need to be. We are going to take a quick break. We'll come right back and pick up the conversation here on WealthWorks Radio with Joseph Lanza and Donna Crone. Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, when we come back, we'll offer some advice about planning for retirement you should probably take. However, most Americans don't. We got the advice and the reasons we think it's worth following. Stick around. Welcome back, everybody. WealthWorks Radio is the program. Joining us today, Joseph Lanza and Donna Crone. Eric is taking a little break. I guess he's on business, right? He's doing business. Yes, he doing important right. stuff. He is. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Well, we'll get we'll grill him when he comes back. That's uh, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, so this is going to be a fun segment. There's a lot of stuff to go over, and as you said, I mean, most Americans aren't going to follow this advice, and some of it is advice you've probably heard before and simply chosen to ignore. Because you don't think it's going to affect you, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of this is when people hear advice, they're like, oh, that's so simple. And it's like, right. okay, well, then stick to it, right? And a lot of people don't, like you just said. I mean, you talk to somebody who is younger and you're like, hey, start saving early, start putting money in a Roth. And then you see them again, you're like, do you start that Roth yet? And it's like, nah, this came up and that came up. And it's like, it's almost like, okay, if I sat down with you and said, if you put this much money into a Roth every single year, if I told you and promised you by the age of 65 that that account was going to be a million dollars, would you do it then? Well, of course I would do it. And it's like, it's no, you just have to do the math on it. It's no different. You need to start, you know, there's, there's a reason that these are so simple yet. So, you know, they're set in place. There's mm -hmm. a reason that they're there and they're kind of like the backbone of retirement for everybody. Yet so many people fail to do them and fail to, they put them on the back burner for so long. And it almost, you know, it kind of makes me upset with the, the basic schooling system in America, because a lot of these sometimes can be mentioned in school, but like finally we're seeing a financial literary, literary course being put into high schools. I mean, it's about time that people understand, you know, Hey, how does credit work? Right. How can I, how do I go about buying a house? How do I put away money for retirement? How can I calculate to see how much I'll have or how much I'll need? I mean, that's like the backbone of our society, in my opinion. And yet we don't teach about it. Right. Um, so a lot of these points, like, you know, start saving early, 
And people can get, you know, well, of course, I'm, you know, start saving early. But when you actually start to see the numbers of what the difference is, if you started saving earlier and if you just wait a couple of years, you're going to agree that you should have started saving earlier. Well, that's probably one of the biggest regrets that people have is I should have started a while ago. Um, right. But one of the ways that we can get there is setting some goals. And, and how important is that part, as part of the process, Donna? Uh, I would say that's probably the most important. Uh, it, it, it just having an idea of how much you need and people generally do have an idea, uh, but it's very broad. Right. And we just got through going, you know, talking about how income and retirement income and distributions from IRAs and Social Security and Medicare all interact and how they interact, the ages and the and the and the income limits that trigger these, the the common American doesn't know, right? So they may look on paper and go, okay, this all looks good, but when we actually start diving into it, we find that there's a lot of factors that were not considered. The most common ones that are missed by folks are inflation, healthcare, and taxes, and those fluctuate and change depending on your situation, and of course, depending on what's going on with the economy. So when we do planning, we're looking at what is it that you want to accomplish with your money and what are, you know, how do all these pieces fit together? How do they all interact with each other? And then, then we can start getting into the tax planning and a little further out from there. But when people can start to clearly see how everything is put coming together, it helps them to get more realistic about their goals. I mean, and I really work with clients, you know, on both ends of the spectrum who, um, you know, think they're going to be fine and they're not. And then clients who think they're going to be not OK. And it turns out that they can probably live to one hundred and twenty and never <laughs> run out of money. Okay, yeah. um, but but having that and sitting down with somebody who this is this is what we do and being able to educate and show people your goals are one more factor that's interacting with all the other things that's interacting with your income and with your savings and with your investing and with Social Security and Medicare. So working with somebody and and really flushing out what those goals are, determining if they're realistic and how they interact with all the other pieces of your financial life, I think is just crucial. Sure. And um, so again, making those goals. So it, should we as just as a potential client, just should I sit down and just begin to think, okay, I, these are the things I really want to do in retirement. Because uh, if I don't write them down, I mean, I, I won't remember, then it's just in my head, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to create goals. I mean, everybody should start creating those goals. And it kind of helps you be organized and list things out. And then the things that you want to start doing in retirement can also help lead you to figuring out what your retirement budget is going to eventually be, right? What hobbies do you want to achieve? What is maybe you have a goal age in retirement and we can start to plan and see, okay, can we get to that goal age? If not, how much money extra do we have to put away each year for you to get there and so on? All right. And um, so one of the other things that we're talking about, well, yeah, again, oversimplified, right? Live below your means. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems so simple yet. And, you know, I want to say before we even get into this, like we're not here to put anybody in financial handcuffs and oh, no. say, hey, you're not allowed to spend this much money, right? Because the way that I look at it is somebody has worked their entire life to build up this nest egg. And who am I to say how much they can spend of their own money, right? But simply put, what we want to do is make sure that whatever you're spending over what you have coming in is sustainable for your retirement accounts to keep up with. And that's really the backbone of financial planning. Before we get into the very nitty gritty of things, is it's, it's this. How much do you have coming in? Okay. 
How much are you spending? Okay, that means we have to pull 50 grand, let's say, from your retirement accounts. Let's look at how much those are worth. Let's project out how much they're going to grow at. Is that sustainable throughout your lifetime? That's the basis of an income plan. And then we start to factor in the taxes and the inflation and the health care and everything on top of that. But living below your means is really the basic point of retirement. And anybody that is living below their means is more than likely going to have a much more higher chance of successful retirement than somebody who's having to really stress their portfolio in order to keep up with their lifestyle. I get it. And and to piggyback on that, I think what a lot of people fail to realize is that their means change. Mm -hmm. So right now they may be living within their means, but when they retire, their means are going to change. And so there's this expectation that they can continue living the way they've been living at the at the spending rate that they've been at. But in actuality, we may have to make some adjustments to make the means match what their expectations are. Sure. The um, And so one of the other things, again, this is simplified. We've said it a million times, I think, mm-hmm. Joseph, and that is taking advantage of that employer match. And, and as you said last time or in the last segment, that match can now go into your Roth 401k. Yeah, I mean, it's like leaving money on the table. It really is. Um, if you're not doing at least that match from your employer, then, you know, that's a huge piece of a lot of people's retirement is their 401k account. So especially if people already have a large sum of money in there by adding to that and getting the compound growth year over year, that turns into a large part of their overall nest egg. And now you throw in the Roth factor in there where, you know, an employer them or an employee themselves could put close to 30 grand inside that Roth 401k. I mean, you're looking at creating creating a massive tax-free stream of income for yourself in retirement. Yeah, wow. And again, you, I know you don't get the deduction on that, but, but you know, especially if you're a bit younger and, and you start putting into a Roth, I mean, you don't need the deductions because you got kids for all that, right? Yeah, not only that, but I mean, when we, we've talked about it before, our tax bracket is extremely low right now. So for the next three years about, we're going to have this low tax bracket. So why not take advantage of that? You know, we're talking three years of, if you max that out and you're over 50, that's $90,000 of just your money going in there. Um, Not factoring in if your employer is matching any of that, not factoring any growth on top of that. So you very well could have over $100,000 of tax-free money waiting for yourself in retirement. I like that. Well, and again, we got to, in order to get to retirement, we got to stay in good health. And, and I know that that's sort of oversimplifying again, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, you want to be able to, at the end of the day, it's, you've worked your whole life in order to enjoy retirement, right? I mean, if you're at six to 65 age, you've worked, you know, close to 50 years to actually enjoy this. And if you're not in good health, you want to be able to make sure that you're actually able to enjoy those things, spending time with your family, playing with your grandkids, you're well enough to travel, um, and also mentally healthy, right? You want to stay with it because a lot of people we see that once they stop working, their mind starts stops going so fast as well. So it's smart to pick up hobbies. It's smart to keep your mind working and even learning. You can finally start to learn on, you know, things that are more interesting to you and and those hobbies that you want to do. So that's an important factor as well. Of course, I like this one too. consult a financial advisor. And I just from my perspective, uh, that is really one of the most important things you can do. And it's so it can be so satisfying to to be able to get that second set of eyes on, on what we want. Yeah. And when you think about it, consulting 
with a financial advisor or even a CFP like Donna is a certified financial planner. It's somebody that you know, and fiduciary, someone that you know is going to yes. be looking out for your best interest. And like we say on the show all the time, the first sit down is completely complimentary. We just want to see where you're at, what your retirement goals are, see if we can provide a solution to you. And like you said, a second set of eyes. And when you're working with a CFP and a fiduciary independent advisor, you know that you're not going to be pushed a certain product or put in something that the last person that just came out office was put in. You're going to be delivered a customized plan that's built exactly for your individual needs. I like the sound of it. And uh, we are once again uh, running out of time in this segment. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call. There's still some spots on the calendar available and we will be right back. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investment without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Sounds great, folks. 800-779-1942 is the number to get you on the calendar. You heard, Joseph, 10 callers right now are going to get some help in laying out that financial roadmap, putting you on the road to retirement. It's a comprehensive financial review, and you'll see where you are today, of course. But more importantly, it does become this roadmap this guide that's going to help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Another quick break for us. We are coming right back, though. We've got another segment here on WealthWorks Radio. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, when we come back, we'll dig into this week's batch of questions for you. That and more coming up. Welcome back. This is WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadal. With me today is Joseph Lanza, an independent fiduciary advisor, and Donna Crone, the certified financial planner, behavioral finance advisor, and so much more. Um, so this is something you guys, you guys really work, and I know this sounds trite, but but you really are a great team. I mean, just just from an outsider looking in, you guys you guys are a well-oiled machine. Yeah, everybody has a different position that we take on in the, in the firm itself. And then we all constantly work together, right? We're normally in the same office almost every single day, every week. Um, everybody, every one of our client situations, we're constantly talking about and reviewing information with each other, making sure we're going in the right direction. And a lot of times, you know, like if Donna has a meeting with the client, um, she goes over their financial plan with them. And then she may come to Eric and I and say, hey, look, I need to set up this account in order to the to this for to do this for them, easy for me to say, um, in order to complete this goal. You know, their financial plan has changed. And, you know, what's a big part of financial planning is 
it's never static. I mean, Donna can no. answer that too. It's constantly changing every single year. Even if somebody says, you know, I have a very simple life, I only do X, Y, and Z, and I just need to account for that. You can almost guarantee that that financial plan is going to be changing throughout time, no matter what it is. There's so many variables. And that's why we keep such a close eye on it and making sure that we're constantly hitting those goals for that client. Of course. Well, let's jump into some questions here and uh, and see if we can uh, get you to answer them. That's mm -hmm. the goal. Uh, Punta Gorda is... Uh, up first, it's Charlie, uh, and says, with the recent downturn in the stock market, I'm trying to look for ways to protect my portfolio. I know the adage, diversify, 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 but what does that actually mean? And how do I go about diversifying to protect my investments in volatile markets? I like that. Yeah, that's a great question, especially coming out of last year. And I think the, the main answer to this could be one word, and that's relevancy. What is relevant in today's market? You want to make sure that your portfolio is being managed in what's actually happening outside in the economy and the stock market itself. It's not just being sat and forgot about. So if you look at last year and you can say, well, how do I diversify my portfolio here? How do I you know, move to make money here? Some people move to cash. Um, I would not have suggested moving the whole account to cash. Obviously, we talked about that before. You move the whole account to cash, you can never really decide when to go back in during volatile markets, right? But moving a, a portion of that account into cash with a strategic plan on when to get back in the market can be good as long as you have a strategic plan on when to actually get back in, but also looking at things like utility companies and defensive positions. Because a lot of times it can be as simple as saying to yourself, okay, what businesses are still going to make the same amount of money they were before during an economic downturn? Well, look at a utility position or even look at some type of defensive position like, you know, consumer products that you know are not going to go down. It sounds silly, but it's like how many people stop buying toilet paper because the economy is down? Right. People are, exactly. People are still buying those basic necessity needs that they need to. Um, and so you can look at positions like that for when you move into an economic downturn. However, when the market changes, as it always does, and the economy changes, you want to make sure that your portfolio is, too. So when things start to get more relevant, this is kind of callback to where in the first segment we talked about how there's a lot of opportunity right now where you could be picking up a lot of positions that are extremely low right now because they took a big hit last year and you can ride those out throughout this year or next year when the market actually swings back up. So you want to make sure that your portfolio is not fully invested in one sector of the market. That's how you make sure you're diversified. You don't want to be, you know, all in tech companies. You don't want to be all in financial companies. You want to have a good mix of what is going on in the actual economy itself. Well, and that's why we work with the, an independent fiduciary advisor, because I'm relying on you for all that. Yeah. And, and last year, we've talked about this 100 times on the show, but last year we saw a lot of people who were working with an advisor and they didn't get that type of service. A lot of people came in with those same bond funds. They were down double digits being in a conservative portfolio and they were angry, rightfully angry at their advisor of saying, you know, I, I asked to be invested conservatively. And now my portfolio is down double digits and I'm invested all in bonds like it doesn't make sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's because of interest rates. And that wasn't very, you know, it wasn't a relevant position anymore. And when somebody was invested in bonds leading up to last year, right, they were maybe they were earning between, let's say, three and six percent every single year, while the S&P was earning double digits for clients every single year. Well, now when you go into a year that you have a double digit loss in the market, that hurts 
way worse to that client that was only earning three to six percent every year before than it does to that client that was already earning double digits in growth because they've propped up and built up their accounts so much that now that they have this downturn they're still sitting on a lot of profit from the market's past returns okay yeah well there you go uh charlie let's uh, call us and get a get a spot on the calendar it's 800-779-1942 uh moving on peggy uh from cape coral says i'm 58 years old currently going through a divorce my husband has actually has usually handled all of our savings and investments so i'm a little nervous about how to handle things myself even though i'll be getting a substantial sum of money from the divorce how should i go about setting getting set up on my own financially speaking well i will say peggy first off do not try to go it alone uh you know being 58 years old and having somebody else who's been handling this for so many years there, you're at a great disadvantage and just maybe not understanding how the markets work uh, and what's going to be the best options for you. So my recommendation absolutely is going to be to look for a financial advisor to work with, preferably a CFP who actually does financial planning. And I would encourage you, Peggy, too, to write down uh, what it is, what your expectations are, so that when you go in and meet with these financial advisors, you can ask questions to help determine who's going to be the best fit for you. Overall, you're going to be looking for somebody who not only can assist you with your situation, but will educate you on your situation so that the decisions that you make going forward are not coming from a place of crossing your fingers and hoping that you've made the right decision. They're going to be coming from a place of confidence and that you understand the implications of all the options that you have. Donna, a recurring theme that I hear from you is education. That's so, certainly key in this in this whole world, isn't it? You know, I, I honestly believe, Steve, that that is probably 80% of my job, right? We just went through, you know, in this whole radio uh, show today, we've just gone through all the different things that, you know, interact with each other and that the average American just isn't aware. It's not that they're not intelligent. It's just they're not aware. And there's a lot of things going on. So when you can, when I, I know personally, when I can work with a client and really, you know, I see the light bulb go on and they finally understand, oh, that's how that works together. Okay, now I get it. So yes, education is a huge part of it. And I think specifically on clients, you know, on their individual situation, not just kind of a general, you know, this is how it is in the world type type wow. education yeah well 80 percent of what you do is teaching that's cool i mean i i think that that is such an important piece and i don't think a lot of people realize the amount of of education that you're providing i would agree but un until they have the experience and then you know when their perception completely shifts because now they have the information it, it is it's probably the most rewarding and satisfying aspect of my job. I absolutely love it. I like it. 800-779-1942, Peggy. Come, make a call. Come on in. Sit down with Donna. Uh, all right. Let's see. Dave is in Naples wondering, uh, I'd like to invest in the cannabis industry. I have five stocks picked out. These five stocks just happen to be listed in an exchange-traded fund. Now, is it better to invest in the stocks individually or the ETF, which covers all the stocks in which I want to invest. So definitely, especially if you're going with something in the cannabis industry, I would say an ETF, because the issue with 
a lot of the cannabis um, stocks coming out is that they're small caps and they're very risky, especially in today's market. Um, a lot of them, it kind of reminds me of, if you remember, like the lithium battery companies that were coming out. Sure. And it was like every single one was like, this one's going to get the grant from the government or this one's going to get, you know, this one's going to be the next Tesla. They're, they're going to start producing and giving to Tesla. And then when news comes out, they don't. It's like a pump and dump. Right. And, and the cannabis companies were kind of the same way where it's like this one's going to get the grant or, or get approval by the uh, FDA to start selling products globally. And so people are buying into them just off that news and it's going up and up and up. And then it comes out. Nothing comes of it. And then not to mention that, you know, in a booming economy like in 2020, um, not even booming economy in a booming market, I should say, um, a lot of these small caps do good. And a lot of those reasoning is because in 2020, the federal government's interest rate was at 0%. So what that means for small caps, which small caps normally have large loans, they're taking a lot of money out in order to fund their operations because they don't have that revenue coming in yet to start covering all their research development and operations is now that federal interest rates are so high, they're going to be paying a lot more on those loans that they need to survive on to keep that business running. So I would definitely go with the ETF because you're going to be invested in hundreds of companies instead of just one that has, you know, a much more higher risk to it. But just keep in mind, even the overall ETF is going to be, a, a, you know, a risky play. So keep that in mind when you're deciding how much you want to put in there. All right, Dave. Uh, Dave, uh, it's 800-779-1942. Let's see. Anne is in Estero. Uh, yeah, we'll do this quick. Uh, she says, my ex-husband and I were married 25 years before we divorced. He passed away this year. He was 68. I am as well. My question is, how is Social Security affected? Will I still be entitled to half of his Social Security even though he has passed away? The short answer, Steve, is is most likely yes, uh, but there's a couple of other factors in there. First of all, and if you were married, remarried before the age of 60, that would take away any right to your ex-husband's Social Security. 800-779-1942. Holy cow. We have uh, once again run out of time here. Let's invite folks to call one last time today, Joseph. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening so much. Really appreciate you tuning in every single week. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over a $10,000 value and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Fantastic, folks. This is the last opportunity today that you're going to be able to call and get on the calendar and sit down with the folks at Retirement Wealth, 800-779-1942. It's a great way for you to get a practical financial review with no cost, no obligation. Just get an idea of where you are today. And when, then you'll have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Well, Donna and Joseph, both I enjoy my sh the show as always, one of my favorite times of the week. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, Donna, for a great show. And everybody out there listening, have a great week and an even better retirement.
Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity products guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.